2: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Molly. Molly, I'm going to let you in a little secret. I love secrets. And I don't know if this is going to be a poor reflection on my character or not, but I'm just going to be honest with you and all of our wonderful listeners out there. I love to gossip. Oh, man, I do too. I really love to gossip. And, um, you know, last night was the housestuffworks.com holiday party. Holiday party. Even though you might be listening to this in January, I just, all I wanted from the holiday party, all I wanted was good gossip to come out of it. Yes, dear listeners, because Molly left the party early, leaving me and some other people there to watch out for gossip tidbits for the day after. And I had a few to share with you. Okay, let them on us. Well, no, I can't. (laughs) That's the point about gossip, though, Molly. It's secret. I can't just spill, you know, you can't just tell everybody a bit of gossip or else then it's common knowledge. And that's the fun about gossip is no one else is supposed to know. Here's some gossip, guys. Okay. Kristen can't read. I know. I just, uh, Molly just draws me pictures, <laughs> picture cue cards. I hold up, I hold up like a woman talking and that's how she knows it's the gossip podcast. Yeah. Every now and then things kind of get boring around here at howstuffworks.com. Surprise. And, uh, we try to think up fake gossip to start. We never actually do it though, but I guess that's more like a rumor, which I think now would be a good time to kind of talk about what exactly is gossip and how is it different from rumor. Like, what are we talking about when we're talking about gossip? Okay. Cause I will say when I was reading the definition of gossip, I felt a lot better. Yeah. About myself. All right. Cause I'm going to start with the thing that was most interesting to me. Um, that, you know, people have had to define gossip before they can study it. And one thing that researchers have said that it's not gossip unless you know the person in real life. So all of the John Kate Goslin Stuff that I love to read about. Not gossip, apparently. Not gossip? No. All right. When I find out weird facts about celebrity, you know, children, marriages, affairs, mm-hmm. alleged affairs, mm-hmm. those are my favorite. Alleged. Blind items. It's not gossip. I don't know those people, that even though like, I feel like I do. <laughs> that would be more like rumor, right? Yeah. It's not something that people care about when it comes to gossip. Here are some ground rules for defining gossip, because all these researchers have tried to pin down a definition. It's kind of hard, surprisingly hard to define what exactly gossip is. But here are a few stipulations, such as the conversation takes place in private. So really, whatever tidbits about the holiday party I could share right now wouldn't Wouldn't be gossip gossip, because it's not in private. See, this is how you're going to get around everything in the future. We're just going to podcast about it. And when you gossip, you're transmitting information as though it were fact, but It hasn't been confirmed that it is factual. And that's usually why you always start off good gossip with. Now, I heard. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like, let's say if I saw something happening and I just told it to you secretly that's not really gossip because I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. But if I speculated about something that I saw, if I was like, if I saw just someone stumbling but didn't wait to see if it was just because they tripped over a shoelace, but I came to you and said, I think that person's drunk, mm-hmm. that's gossip. Yeah, because uh, one aspect of gossip is that you're usually passing some kind of moral judgment about the person you're gossiping about. So I'd be like, why is that person drunk at 9 a.m.? Right. By that person, do you mean me, Molly? Well, this is water. Enough. This no. is water in my cup. Okay. Although you are clumsy. I'm very clumsy to an embarrassing extent. Uh, and then at some point, you compare yourself to the person being gossiped about, and you usually consider yourself superior to the subject. Like when Molly's passing around all these tidbits about me, you know, drinking at work, it's because she takes the moral high ground. <laughs> and over I'm really me. proud of the fact that I can read. And by the way, that's a total joke, people. It is. Please. Yeah, let's not start that. But we gossip a lot. (laughs) We gossip a lot, though. Men and women alike. Uh, Research suggests that adults spend between one fifth to two thirds of conversational time gossiping, but only 5% of that is negative gossip. See, that's the part I don't believe. Like, I can believe that two-thirds of my conversational time is spent gossiping. Oh, yeah. But I feel like a lot more than 5% of it's negative. (laughs) Well, Molly, maybe that's (laughs) just the type of gossip you are. (laughs) But, um... You know, the fact that they've come up with this really sort of weird span, one-fifth to two-thirds, just points out how hard it is to study gossip. So you have to take everything in this podcast to some extent with a grain of salt because it's impossible to study gossip. Right, but so many people have tried to study it. It's something that sociologists, linguists, anthropologists have studied ad nauseum. And uh, I didn't realize this, but some researchers think that gossip started as a way for early humans to learn about their neighbors and determine who they could trust making it a necessary survival tool. So they didn't gossip when all the way back to the dawn of time. I don't know. I think researchers are just trying to justify their gossip by yeah. saying it's a survival tool. Yeah. One of the best uh, articles that I ran across was about psychologists who were studying gossip because they were at a psychology conference and noticed how many of their colleagues were gossiping <laughs> kind of weird well and also the way that these researchers study gossip they can't do it in a lab like we were saying all they do is eavesdrop yeah like, i would love to be on a study where all i had to do was eavesdrop yes i'm so good at it but you know kristen i think that um when you think about gossip you tend to think of like catty girls i mean it's called mm-hmm. a gossip girl for a reason yeah yeah even though chuck bass come on he's not a girl <laughs> But i'm just saying that i think it's seen as a very female thing to do and yes. uh that statistic one fifty two-thirds of your time spent gossiping that's regardless of gender exactly and there is a huge myth yes myth out there that women gossip more than men and i can say this from personal experience my guy friends love to gossip as much as i do now the thing is though molly They gossip very differently than you and I might. That's true. And I also read that men don't realize sometimes that they are gossiping when they give out private information. Right. Because guys don't want to say that they're gossiping because it's become such a gendered term associated with, uh, very stereotypical female habits. So, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be cool, you know, if a guy would never label himself as a gossip. But. But men love to do it. Yes, and this is according to a very recent study conducted by Holly Hom, who is a Ph.D. student at the University of Virginia. And she found that men indulge in gossip more than women about secret liaisons inept lovers and overpaid colleagues and they do this because it helps boost their confidence yeah um you know women just according to this this researcher they're just kind of passing time bonding with their friends mm-hmm. when they are gossiping they build close relationships with colleagues I would say that's how you and I got close Kristen yeah but according to this study, men use gossip to boost their own egos because they're just criticizing other people's behavior and just doing it to sort of more self-serving, I guess, than, uh, than female gossip. It's to show that you're right and others are wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, this researcher had the men keep a journal, and apparently men just loved keeping this gossip journal. They just got so much enjoyment out of writing down all these secrets. But in addition to gender differences... With gossip, we also have differences uh, as we grow older. Um, uh, psychology professor Jeffrey G. Parker at the University of Michigan studied gossip habits from adolescence into uh, the late teens, and he found that adolescents will gossip about half the time that they're that they're talking. To each other 18 times an hour 18 times an hour yeah i can believe that and teenagers don't have anything else to do <laughs> so now teenagers. they're probably just texting back and forth god don't we sound old <laughs> uh and they were about three times more likely to gossip about someone of their own sex as they were about someone of the opposite sex and they were just as likely to talk about other people's relationships as they were about their own so it's very just kind of general they're just talking about everything everyone's got their nose and everyone else's business that's yeah. like the definition of high school <laughs> right um But girls were more apt to talk about boys they liked, and the more popular boys would be talked about the most. Makes sense. However, even the most popular boys rarely talked about the girls they liked. Aww. And in addition, pairs of boys who are best friends are also less likely to spend time gossiping as opposed to pairs of girlfriends. But you know what was kind of interesting is that um, when the young women do gossip, they kind of, it's sort of empowering in some way, because they talk about people they admire, Mm -hmm. according to this researcher, that the conversations are sprinkled with comments like, she's a great dresser, she's so cool around boys. Which shows that they're not doing it for that reason that the men in the earlier study were to pump themselves up. That Mm -hmm. it's, It's more of just sort of a bonding experience and figuring out who you want to be, I think. Yeah, and as we grow older, those gender differences really start to play out even more as girls continue to use or women continue to use gossip as a form of social bonding and men start to just talk shop. Yeah, they're not talking about people they know, girls they like. They're talking about sports figures, politicians, people in their class they hardly even know. Um, so you can find out what interests them. So, you know, a guy, if he's really into golf, has probably had a lot to gossip about in the wake of all this Tiger Woods stuff. Mm-hmm. Someone he doesn't know, someone he can feel morally superior to, know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, but once again, I think we do have to underscore the fact, though, that men still are gossiping. It's just a different type of... Of gossip. And there was another study that we found from the University of California at Santa Cruz that analyzed the conversations between both female and female pairs and male-male pairs and then mixed pairs of friends. And I thought that the results were kind of interesting. They found that negative gossip was more likely to occur between female pairs and between male pairs or cross-gender pairs Also, among the females only, negative gossip was more likely to happen than positive gossip. And on top of that, female pairs tended to respond to evaluative gossip with highly encouraging comments. Kind of like what you were saying with the adolescent girls being like, oh, she's so, she's so cool. She's such a good dresser. And, uh, but there were no gender differences within the cross-gender pairs associated with any of the behaviors. So not only do men and women just gossip differently we also gossip differently depending on who we're talking to like the kind of gossip you and I engage in would be different than the gossip that say me and Chuck from stuff you should know might engage in. Are you gossiping about me when you talk to Chuck? Always. Oh you know usually I feel bad when I gossip and I think you should feel bad if you're gossiping about me um, unless you are talking about how cool I am. Oh yeah um, but what we found in this research is that gossip is not all bad. No, there I are mean, some like, benefits. You don't have to feel so guilty for gossiping. And this will go back to what we were talking about, that it might have evolved as a social tool. Right, because the root of gossip, the word gossip, goes back to the old English word "godsib." meaning a person related to one god or a godparent. And then we have it evolve in the 1800s to gossip denoting a man who drank with friends and the fellowship that they shared. And then it kind of developed further from there to have this connotation with women who were family friends and also helped during childbirth. So they think that with this evolution from just the general label to it being the woman family friend who was helping during childbirth, that's when we have this gendering of gossip. Right. But I think that it's pretty cool to note that all of those relationships, God, parent, man who drinks with friends, woman who helps with childbirth, they all do show that that there is a relationship at the root of gossip. And, you know, there there are some professors of psychology, like Ralph Rosno from Temple University, who says that if you don't have gossip, then you're basically socially alienated or indifferent and it's true, because, you know, even here at work, wouldn't you say that the people who know the most gossip also kind of have the best handle on what's going on yes. in the office? Yes. Um, and uh, also, Jack Levin, who's a Ph.D. professor of sociology and criminology at Northeastern, says, uh, for a real understanding of our social environment, gossip is essential. And this is why researchers have spent so much time trying to figure out how and why humans started gossiping and because it's such a crucial social tool for making you know comparisons understanding what is kosher what's not kosher and I think the reason that gossip is considered so hurtful is because it does define who's in who's out who knows what's going on who doesn't um, the psychology today article that we are looking at says that you know if you're considered worthy enough to be gossiped about, You belong to a group. People care about what you're doing. Yeah, no one's really going to gossip about, you know, just the quiet dude in the corner who never really talks to anybody. So, I mean, it's it's all about group involvement. And because, you know, in the early days, this would be a social tool because you needed your group to survive. Right. But speaking of the office environment, you know, we usually think of gossip being a bad thing. You don't want to be known as the office gossip. That's what we're told. However... There are some benefits to gossip. Tell me, I need all the benefits I can get. Well, so there I can was, gossip about them. <laughs> there was a study that came out of the State University of New York that analyzed the difference between in in group settings, analyzed the difference between self-serving and group oriented gossip. And their research showed that gossip that was sort of meant for group purposes was more beneficial than self-serving gossip so if you're just trashing someone for the sake of trashing someone right like when I go to the bathroom and I write Kristen can't read yeah on the bathroom wall mm-hmm. that's that's not helping That's anyone. not gonna help anybody and it's gonna make me cry a little bit too mm. but if I wasn't gossiping just to trash Kristen and I was like guys I don't think I think we'd get more work done if we could help Kristen learn how to read then maybe our productivity would go up exactly and um was- that'd be a weird way to accomplish more productivity yeah it would be <laughs> but at least I'd learn to read. <laughs> That'd be good. And there was another recent study from Indian University that looked at gossip in the workplace and also, once again, found that there are some benefits to it as well. Right. Now, this is if, let's say, you're in a staff meeting. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, you're talking about blah, blah, blah. And they start talking about, like, other departments and other people. And maybe you're feeling a little uncomfortable because you don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. And basically, the university just found that sometimes it is a good thing, sometimes it is a bad thing. Like, let's take the example of Kristen reading again. Um, cause I love it and I'm really hoping it catches on. If, if our boss were to say, Kristen can't read. And so she never gets anything done on time. Then yeah, everyone's going to learn that Kristen is illiterate. If the boss says, guys, I'm so proud of Kristen. She can't read yet, but she's trying really hard to make her letters then we would learn that you're a good person and you're trying. So you'd be redirecting that negative gossip into well, a just, positive effort. It's just you can get a read on how people feel about you mm-hmm. and it can enhance your reputation. Whereas if I got into that meeting and thought, oh, I'm so sick of Kristen not being able to read. I have to do all the podcast research on my own. And then if I heard someone say, Kristen's trying really hard to learn how to read, then that can enhance your reputation because I wouldn't be as frustrated with you and have to draw all my pictures. Yeah, Tim Hallett, who uh, conducted this study at IU said, if you're interested in learning how an organization works, you can look at the org chart, but people often say, I still can't tell how things get done and who the prime movers are. But if you're attentive and you can see who has the informal status, who's being gossiped about, because if I'm, if I can't read, but I'm still being discussed. Yeah, you're important. Then I'm important in some way. I mean, obviously I'm important. I mean, you would have gotten fired if they didn't need you. So the fact that you're here to be gossiped about. Yeah. They're saying that's a win. So that's the fine line. This is, and this all goes back too, to our old podcast about office politics, because wouldn't you say that gossip is a big part of office politics because you want to be the person who someone can come to with really good gossip, but you don't want to be known as the gossip. Right. The fine line of office gossip. And I don't think that you always want to be featured in the office gossip, but if you're right. never featured in the office gossip, that's then you, a problem. Yeah, you're not doing enough. So you want to be talked about a little bit. So, I mean, it's probably not earth-shattering to everyone, but it is it is a fine line to walk. Like, do I need to pretend that I can't read so that people will talk about me more? I don't know, Molly. That might not be the way to go. <laughs> Why am I so hung up on this illiteracy rumor? I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to squash it right now. People, I can read. I'm reading right now. Read a sentence right now. Okay, well, uh, yeah, going back to our original question of do men and women gossip differently, I think we have realized that, yes, we do gossip differently. And um, Maxim.com is wrong about the fact they say that men don't gossip. They say that men don't care enough about other people's personal lives to gossip about them. I am shocked that Maxim.com is wrong. And Maxim, look at the research. You guys gossip. You just don't call it gossip. But not that gossip is bad. That's right. the other thing. You know, I th- I think gossip. I think God, I need to give that up for Lent or something. Yeah, but no, I would just, you know what? I would like to bring back the term God-sib. I'm a godsend. We'll see if that works. Yeah. All positive. right. Kristen, let's prove that we can read by reading some Lister Mail. All right. So our first Lister Mail is from Kathleen. It's about our podcast, um, Do Opposites Attract? And um, she writes, I think your conclusion was pretty correct that we tend to be attracted to people that are similar to ourselves. However, my husband and I still have many opposite traits. I'm very calm, and he tends to worry about everything. He can talk for hours, and I don't always have something to say, etc. But the main reason I felt I needed to write in was Kristen's comments about odors. When I first met my husband, I loved his smell. When I would arrive at his house, I could smell him in the air, and I loved smelling his sweatshirts. Okay, that sounds very strange, and I get the image of dogs sniffing each other here. I don't know if it was just his soap or just his natural body odor that I love so much, and I've either gotten used to smelling it all the time or his odors change because I don't smell it anymore. It definitely wasn't a dirty smell, but an earthy one. And sometimes I can still imagine that wonderful smell. We've been together for 12 years now, and though I don't still smell like I did in the beginning, we're still very happy. Aww. And I have to say, every email that comes in about people sniffing their significant other is... Just a great email to read. It is good. A lot of of you people sniff each other. Keep them coming. Um, Well, I've got an email here from Eric about our Disney Princesses podcast. He said, I found it interesting that as I listened to the trials and tribulations that princess worship could create, it mirrored the life of boys, too. Molly mentioned girls being stressed to be beautiful and perfect and save the prince that falls in the water. But boys are expected to slay dragons, save the day, and do the impossible all the time, not to mention the real social pressure Always to always man up and be a man. I see the princess movies as an opportunity to talk to my kids. Their friends watch them, and so my kids wanted to watch them, so I watch them too. So now I say things like, maybe you're more like Mulan, and you have to pave your own path in life. Or, look at how big a mistake Ariel made. We can fix it. Thanks for the great work. Keep it up. And thank you, Eric. So guys, if you have any any good gossip um, and once again I don't drink at work and I can read let me just underscore that uh, send it our way our email is momstuff at howstuffworks.com during the week you can check out all of our juicy gossip on our gossip blog how to stuff <laughs> it's not actually gossip blog but sometimes there's gossip on there if you read between the read lines, between the lines. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, check it out. You'll definitely go now, huh? How to stuff. And you can also read How Gossip Works by Tracy V. Wilson at
1: HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more Works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.
0: Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the
1: bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can
0: be found at your local shelter.